Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Pastor. Hi, Joyce. How you doing today? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good as well. We are talking today about, I want to hear about your sabbatical. So you took an abbreviated sabbatical this year um, just due to the circumstances around and uh, just want to hear kind of just your thoughts on that. So begin with this. How, when did you take your first sabbatical? Um, I've been, been a full-time minister over 40 years. Took my first sabbatical about um, five years ago. And, and that's not because uh, I shouldn't have. It, it really is because um, I didn't really understand the value. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you who kind of pushed me toward it was uh, a good friend um, that uh, um, just kept kind of hounding me. So, Ray, you got to do this. You got to do this, uh, Dr. James Merritt. And uh, so he kind of ganged up and pressed uh, Chuck, and uh, Chuck pressed uh, our staff committee and said, we really need him to do this. And so um, so I did, and I took the entire month of July off. It was the best month of the year for me to take off for a lot of reasons. Right. And so I did that, and um, uh, we got away. And I have done that uh, ever since right. uh, each July which is kind of ironic because a sabbatical actually means seven, so every seven years. But so my every seven year comes every year uh, now, uh, the month of July. But uh, I, I went on the uh, first sabbatical that I, I did uh, five, six, maybe six years ago, and uh, it took me about 10 days to unwind. I did not realize, you know. Uh, I love what I do. I've told you guys that. I love what I do. I love getting up every week, coming in and serving the Lord and uh, doing the work that he's given me here as pastor. But I didn't realize um, the need to recharge your batteries like that. Right. Now, God has been good. He fills my cup when it comes to what he wants me to, to, I believe, share with our congregation in terms of messages and those things. But uh, when I got there, it took me about 10 days. I mean, I bet I took three naps every day you know <laughs> and um but then i began to read i took a box full of books because uh, i love to do that i had a friend who i encouraged to start doing the same thing yeah. he said what do you do i said well i read a lot i, I spend a lot of time with the lord my mornings are, are consumed by spending time with the lord and reading and i told him that and i said man i i, I read I, on average i will read about eight to twelve books on my sabbatical right he said, that's miserable. I said, well, I guess it depends on your perspective. I said, it's not to me. It's refreshing. Right. He said, I'm going to just do nothing. I said, well, that's, that's your call. But right. for me, they are uh, spiritual refreshment. Then I usually take the afternoon, and I will spend it with my wife or uh, usually my daughter. Uh, and my son-in-law will come down for some of it or wherever we go, if we go to the mountains or if we go down the beach. Right. I play a little golf. Right. Um, and... Um, and spend the afternoons uh, that way. But it's been so refreshing. Uh, this year, as you mentioned, I didn't take the full month. I just didn't have liberty from the Lord, uh, not because the church uh, wouldn't allow it. I had people coming to me saying, oh, Pastor, you know, take that, take that. I think 
it's not because they didn't want me here, <laughs> but I think they've seen the value of it right, in my life and right. my preaching and that sort right. of thing. And I said, well, I, I just, with things changing so rapidly with COVID-19, uh, I just felt like I needed to be here a little more. And we had just opened, as you know, we had only right. been open weeks, right. a few weeks. And right. I, I just thought, this is not the time to cut out for a month. Uh, and so I just took a couple of weeks this year. And still, it was refreshing. I roughed out a couple of sermon series. And uh, uh, I read uh, a couple of three books. Right. Uh, so I didn't get as much reading in. But that's okay. You know, but a couple of three books along the way. I did some yard work, right? I did some yard work. I, we just stayed home. Uh, right, right. We And we worshiped by live stream. Right. So I, I wanted right. to experience that, and we did. But, yeah, I stayed home. I did some things around the house. Um and actually, I was so glad when my sabbatical was over this year so I could get back here. But uh, did lawn, a lot of lawn stuff, took out shrubs and hedges, yeah. repaired yeah. equipment. I rebuilt a chainsaw, you know, things that people think a preacher can't do. I, I actually did. And uh, so, but and that was really enjoyable for me. Yeah. But uh, it was a little different this year. Man of many talents there, rebuilding a chainsaw. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's called desperation is what it was. <laughs> that would be called YouTube at my house. I don't oh. know what it's like at your house, but that would be, be trying to figure that out. So um, speak a little bit more to, you said earlier, you didn't, when you first kind of got pushed into this, like you didn't really realize you needed this. Speak to that a little bit more. What did that, what do you mean when you say that? Well, again, it goes back to the fact that I, I love what God has called me to do. Right. I, I love that. And right. I love coming into the office um, and um, and working with you guys, the staff. I love, you know, the ministries that God has given us. And so um, I derive energy off of doing that. And I think that's the way it should be when we're right. serving the Lord. Right. We should. But what I, I, what I didn't, I guess I didn't understand the nature of, of how ministry can also kind of empty your tanks. Right. And, you know, we can groove our ministry. We can groove it, meaning we get to a place where we know how to go through the, the ministry process. And that's not bad, but we can lose some of the uh, uh, the vision for the, the next stuff because we just groove it. And I, I think that was one of the things I discovered is the break, as much as anything, helped me to not to get away from the environment in such a way that I could think about what what might be next instead of continuing to oil the machinery. Yeah, does, does that yeah, make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't realize the value of that, and so I didn't I guess realize how important. Really, up until that sabbatical several years ago, and this does you don't get any merit badges for what I'm about to say. You might get dumb badges if there's such a thing. <laughs> But up until that first one I took, Chase, I probably maybe only once in my entire ministry had I ever taken more than a week at a time in uh, off time. And it's just not enough sometimes, right. you know. And I, would, I, I never used my vacation. I never used up the amount of vacation right. that uh, the church has given me. That right. wasn't because I felt like I was indispensable. It was just because I thought, well, there's still so much to do for, for the Lord and the work that he's given and blah, 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 and I enjoy it and everything. And so I didn't understand that you still need to recharge your batteries. Right. So 
that uh, that's something that a lot of people in ministry do not understand. Right. And a lot of times, think about this, Chase. Uh, when guys in the ministry take time off, you know what they do? They fill their time up off schedule with so many. We got to go do this, and we got now. You're a, you're a dad, and you got kids, and you know when you're right. off, they're pulling, and yeah. let's go. Yeah. And that's a season of your life that you have to respond to. Right. But. But a lot of times we feel the off time so full that it's a joy to get back to work. Right, right. And then you get back to work and you're not refreshed, you're worn out. Right, yeah. <laughs> so um, I had that's the kind of pace I had always lived. Okay, I'm off, let's, let's, let's do it. This changed all of that for me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, because it helped me say, hey, just don't have a heavy agenda. Don't have a heavy agenda. Let things kind of happen. But now I had enough time to do that, right. you know. And, right. and so that's the difference makers for me. I, I had people this past Sunday. I've been back in the pulpit. What is this? Was this a second week? Second yeah, week, second yeah. week. And uh, I've had people the last two weeks come up and say, wow, wow, man, pastor, we can tell you were you were off. And... Uh, and I said, yeah. I said, can you imagine if I had taken four weeks off? <laughs> uh, but um, so it does, it makes a difference. I didn't think, you know, I don't snap there and go, wow. Right, uh, yeah, right. You know, but it obviously makes a difference to uh, the congregation. So what was your best book you read this past sabbatical? Well, I, I, um, I, I read a book called, um, let's see, let me make sure I get it right. Um, Old Paths, New Ways, I believe it is, uh, by Daniel Henderson. Okay. And uh, you guys may be reading it, so uh, I may make that our uh, next staff book. It's very good. It's about ministry, being in ministry. Uh, and it's talking about uh, really not overcomplicating what we do, but making sure um, we, we walk in the Spirit. Uh, you know, so uh, probably that uh, most enjoyable uh, to me. I read one uh, about um, Scientology, and that's only because I spent years down there in that environment. I wasn't a Scientologist, right. but their one of their world headquarters was across the street from our church, and so uh, we we dealt with some of that from time to time. And so, uh, and I read one about Scientology, some people that had come out of Scientology. But I, probably the old past, new ways. I think it is. And what was that author? Uh, Daniel Henderson Daniel is his uh, name. He's written several things. Uh, has a ministry that really focuses on prayer, uh, but um, uh, very good. And Erwin Lutzer's book, uh, "The Church in Babylon," fantastic. I love Erwin Lutzer, and uh, this is a fantastic book for people in ministry trying to figure out how do we navigate this culture as the church. And, uh, man, I can't give it high enough marks. It's, it's fantastic. This is this old, old past new power. Old past new power. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's Daniel it. Daniel Henderson. Yeah, that's yeah, the... Yeah. I'm not real good sometimes with the titles of the books I read. It's, I know that sounds weird. I'll read the book and then i mark them, mark them up. I'll <laughs> copy all the contents that I, I want to use, and then I'll forget the title of them. Right. But, but uh, yeah, that's it. All right, speak to this now. Not everybody can 
have the ability to take weeks off like that and do uh, experience those things. So what would you say to the, the person listening um, to get to a place where they can experience really this sabbatical type experience that you've had maybe in just everyday life? Well, it's a, you got to shuffle some priorities. You got to say yes to some things and no to some things. And you may have to force yourself to do. I was kind of pushed into this, as I said. Right. And then after I got into it, then it became something I look forward to all year. Right. Um, but I think for the and a lot of people don't have the luxury, and a lot of guys in ministry don't have the luxury to do what I, I you know, do. I, I've been here uh, 19 and a half years, and you know there there are privileges that come with long tenure, and and um, and I've got a great staff, so right. there's no there's no gap that happens. I was going to ask if I could take one next year. No, um, uh, not you or Broxton. Broxton's our producer. He's here, here in in the studio uh, with us. No, but you know, I do uh, teasingly. I say to you guys, make sure you take your vacation. You do. You do. You do that well. My biggest mistake was Chase not having a month off. That wasn't my biggest. Mi- my biggest mistake was I didn't take time off. I just didn't take time off. Right. What a great wife, and it, uh, she was just all. She's always been so supportive of me, and I was always at the things I need to be for my daughter. So I didn't miss things in her life, and she would tell you that today. Right. But I just never took off the kind of time that I probably should have taken off. Mm. And so I would say you may not be able to take a month off. Most can't. Right. Let's face it, most can't. Right. And your church might not be such that you've got enough staff to, to compensate right. uh, for that. And so you may not be able to take off that kind of But you can take off some time. Your church will survive. Right. You can take off some time. And so your, your time off may be broken down over, you know, uh, a week or 10 days uh, over a period of, you know, two or three times a year. Right. And... I think it will prolong your ministry. And that's why I had a staff member, I won't tell you who, that said this. uh, I love him to death. And and, uh, he said to me years ago, he said, uh, I hadn't been here but a a few years, probably six or seven years. And I said, uh, I told in a staff meeting, I said, you know, I really need to take more time off. And this staff member said this. He said, oh, Pastor, if you would, it sure would help the rest of us. And I know what he was saying was, we could take off if you would take off more. Right. And, and I never thought of it that way. And I appreciate what he was saying. If the pastor not going to take off, I, I, I don't feel like I should take off much. And I said in that meeting, look, don't do what I've done. Right. I, you don't get merit badges for that. Right. But I said, you take your time off. And now there may be times when you can't take it off, a specific time you can't take it off. Right. But you take your time off. Right. Because whether you can do it in a month, like I do, which is highly unlikely for most people. Right. But you can take it in enough times throughout the year that you can keep yourself from from burning out or wearing out. Yeah. So that's what I would say to the person out there. And I, I say this too. And you guys know I do this. Um, I take off. I, I make sure I have a day 
every week that I'm off. There are exceptions. There are times when I may have a funeral or something like that on a day that would normally be the day, my day off. I don't go back and say, well, since I can't take it off, I'm going to take it off here. I'm past that. But there may be a day with something like that. But by and large, I've got a day every week I am going to be off. It is the same day, and I'm going to take that day off. That helped me. By the way, a lot of guys take no time off. I'm not saying everybody has the same luxury I do. But most people can find a day off. Right. And to take off, and if you're in ministry, you need it. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't on that day. I do not talk about uh, a ministry too much unless it is something I want to talk about. Right. I just relax and enjoy that day. I have a hobby. My hobby is golf. I go play golf, and um, I may work in the yard too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that's an important thing is to t- to take some time out. It keeps you from burning out. That I did learn back when I was pastoring in St. Petersburg, the the value of that time off. And so every week you can have a sabbatical in that sense. And I I would say this, while Sunday is an important day for us, if you're a pastor or a staff member, uh, and while you should be worshiping, as I tell our staff, make sure you worship today and not just work. Right. But you need another day other than Sunday because Sunday you're given to helping helping others get in an environment where they can worship. Again, you and I should be worshiping right. uh, during that. But there's a lot of things that go on your plate on that day, right. whereas it's not like a typical day of re- relaxation. Sort right. of thing. Yeah, I think one of the things I spent some time off this past week and one of the things that you, you said stood out to me about our, my time off last week was that we didn't have a whole lot planned. Now, we did go to Birmingham, visited family, that kind of thing, but we didn't we didn't have a lot of just go, go. I mean, coach can't really do a whole lot right yeah. now, you yeah. know. And so, like, as a family, we just kind of woke up every day and just they at least family lives on a little lake up there. So went outside and fished and swam, and it was just really relaxing because it wasn't like – we were so scheduled and it really mm-hmm. gave us time to relax. And I know you've said a lot to me about like my generation and like even Karis and Luke and how we got to always be doing something and we're never stopped enough to really relax and to really be uh, recharged. And so uh, that's, and you know, the scripture me. says, be still yeah. and know that I'm a God. And I think you can experience God in the stillness and that meaning just not having a pace, right? That doesn't give me time just to relax and enjoy my boys, my right. kids, yeah. you know, Lila Kate and all of the, you know, and, and your wife just yeah. to say, hey, no agenda. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That Hanging was, out with family. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a know. blessing for us last week. So just cool. be able to have that no agenda kind of time. So, well, Pastor, just wrap us up. Any last thoughts on, on just what God's taught you when it comes to um, your sabbatical and just the need for people to experience that each week? Schedule the time. Schedule the time and learn what to say no to. Um, I had uh, uh, I had someone who said, "Hey, uh, we need to meet with you on Friday. Friday's my day off." They called in my secretary, and it wasn't an emergency. It wasn't something that had to be. Taught. They were just wanting counsel about something, and it wasn't a crisis counseling or anything like that. I said, 
uh, we really want to come in and see the pastor on, on Friday. My secretary said, he won't be able to see you Friday because he's, he's not here. And they said, yeah, but that's the time we really want to do it and feel like we can do it. And so uh, don't you think he would just uh, break into his, his schedule that day? They, they weren't hearing the fact that she's – and no, nothing malicious, so don't, right, don't right. get me wrong. And she said, no, I, she said, he's not here. It's not like breaking into his schedule. He's just not here. He's right. not on the campus to break in right. to the schedule. And right. finally, they said, "Oh, okay." We said, "But," uh, and I shared uh, with them, "Hey, we will we'll work that out. We'll we'll get together. So don't worry about that." But I'm very protective of that time, unless it is an emergency, right. a, a pastoral emergency. Uh, it's a funeral or somebody I need to see because uh, of, of something traumatic or that. That's a different thing. Right. But protect the time. Yeah. You know, make a decision, protect it, uh, and make it a part of your routine. Right. And if you do that, uh, it, it will. That's what I learned when I pastored in Saint Petersburg. I was killing myself, honestly. I love what God was doing. It was blowing and going uh, unbelievably. But I was going into the office at seven thirty, and I wasn't leaving till eight thirty and nine at night. And my wife finally said, "You've got to, you've got to shift a gear." And so uh, I started playing golf with the two deacons in my church on Friday, and it was a lifesaver uh, for me. So you've got to, and then it became a schedule thing. I put right. it on my schedule, and that's where it went. Also, um, learn, as I said, what to say no to. There are some things it's okay to say no to, right? And if you can discipline yourself to schedule time out, and you can. Learn to say no, the things that you ought to say no to, and say no. Right. Uh, that's how you'll get from, I'll take off when I can. If you do that, you won't take off much. Right. Right. So good, Pastor. So um, as we wrap up today, I want to encourage you and to think uh, for our listeners today to think about, you can do this. I mean, I think, like you've mentioned, Pastor, every single one, uh, to some degree, can take time. Some of us, it might be shorter than others, and some of you, your schedule might not allow it, but schedule some time to be um, just refueled um, in what God's leading and calling you to do. And so, Pastor, again, thanks for those words today. And again, I'm thankful for you, all that are listening, and just a reminder to share this podcast, subscribe um, to our channel, and leave a review or a comment as well. And we just look forward to continuing to talk in the days ahead. Uh, on the Shepherd Talk podcast as we think about reaching, building, and connecting and what God is doing here at Ridgecrest through our church. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.